We give our life to the potter's hand. Amen. Tonight, our brother Joshua Ameuga has been prepared by the Lord to give us a presentation on guarding what we watch. Let's please welcome him as he comes up. Peace and many blessings. Um, let's share a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your love. We thank you for today. We thank you for bringing us here safely. We ask that, Lord, as we open your word and we discuss a few things, you will open our hearts to receive your word. And that you, you do, your word will accomplish the purpose for which it has come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, um... I want to first thank the pastors and the youth for this opportunity. We are going to look at guarding what we watch. So this is a, a presentation that I shared um, with the junior youth at their junior youth camp. So there's a lot of visual stuff that we'll be watching. And there's a little interaction that we'll also have. Um, I know that we all know about computers, right? So, I'm not even going to ask the question about who knows about computer and who doesn't. And then everybody knows about smartphones and mobile phones and all that. So, I think we'll just go straight to the point. I'll be controlling from here, so... So, this is the internet. The internet keeps growing every single day. So, we'll talk about the internet, we'll talk about social media, and then we'll talk about movies and all that. So the internet keeps growing every day. The internet is the fastest growing business in the world. Currently, nobody actually knows how many websites we have. Nobody actually knows because the stats keep growing every day. And Later on, I'll show you uh, something from a website that shows us how many people are on the internet doing stuff we are going to talk about from the time we have come to church. So we'll go on. I want us to first read a passage. So somebody from the audience will read for us from Genesis. Genesis chapter 2 verse... I think we'll just read verse 16 so that we don't take too much time. Genesis 2.16 Yeah, you can read. Who is reading? Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 And the Lord Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Amen. Amen. So we all know the story. God told Adam and Eve, eat anything you want in the garden of Eden. Do not eat one from one tree. Now let's read um, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. 
Just the next chapter from verse 1 to 4. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Amen. Amen. So we notice what happened there. We know the story. God said don't eat one fruit. That's the same thing that is clear about the internet. So this is the analogy I always like to look at it from. The internet is vast, is growing. The internet is good. But the internet is also bad. And God has, so just like we know, so the vast internet is like the Garden of Eden, right? And then the tree of knowledge of good and evil is the very things that God doesn't want us to do on the internet. So we'll just go straight to the point and then look at a few so this is Adam and Eve after they had eaten the fruit and we all see that they are not very happy as compared to the first one here. So the first thing I want to talk about is pornography. I'm not going to ask the question about how many of us know what pornography is or those of us who do not know what pornography is. Um, I was with the junior youth, so I know that if they know what pornography is, then everybody here knows. It will surprise you to know that pornography is the fastest growing business in the world. Now, let's look at a few statistics on pornography. Every second, 28,000 users are watching pornography on the internet. Every second. Every second, $3,000 is being spent on pornography on the internet. Whether it is used in making pornography or used in buying pornography. The porn industry is pushing internet advancement. So the, por- the pornography industry around the world is trying to expand internet advancement. Why are they doing that? Because they want pornography to get to places that it hasn't reached. By some, there are so many statistics around the internet and pornography. It's amazing. About more than 20% of one of the largest countries in the world, their entire um, revenue, more than 20% of it is based on pornography sales. And that's really... 35% of all internet downloads are related to pornography. That's one out of... Three of all downloads on the internet are related to pornography. 25% of all search engine queries are related to pornography. That's one out of four queries. So if you go on to Google, one out of four queries are related to pornography. One third of porn viewers are women. One out of three people who watch porn on the internet are women 
Now when I found this out, it was quite alarming. Because the assumption is that pornography, men watch pornography. But this is wrong. Now, search engines get about 116,000 queries every day related to child pornography. I'll just move on from here. So this is youth pornography statistics. 51% of male and 32% of female students first viewed pornography before their teenage years of 12 and younger. Actually, the average age is 11. Any teenager, average age is 11, to have seen, whether it's on the internet, in movies, or whatever it is. In Ghana, this is how children are introduced to pornography. Through their friends, their age mates, whether in school, through older people. So older people, I've had chats with some teenagers who have introduced younger people to pornography before. The internet is also one of the ways they get, and especially on their mobile phones. So if you have teenagers who have mobile phones, there's one in three chances that they are actually using pornography on their mobile phones. They share videos by WhatsApp. And a lot of these things, we, they don't have a proper way of checking them. There's no real proper checking WhatsApp, what content comes in or what content goes out. Okay. We talked a lot about pornography. Now let's look at Christians too. This is, these statistics I got are from a Christian website. So it's looking primarily at Christians. Says 56% of divorce cases involved one party having an obsessive interest in pornographic websites. Pornography brings unwholesome and unhealthy desires, and 75% of men want their partners to look just like in the porn. 75%, that's pretty high. 67 of young men and 49% of young women stay viewing porn. Say viewing porn is an acceptable way to express one's sexuality. 64% of Christian men and 15% of Christian women say they watch porn at least once a month. I intentionally cut this from the web. I typed it in. More than half that's 52% of young women today are exposed to sexually explicit material by the age of 14. So, just to clarify the issue of pornography. Pornography is a huge thing that I think that... Um, I know that these are not things that we normally talk about in church. But it's creeping so much into church that the feedback from the, the junior youth was a really big one. Some of them actually came to talk to me about it afterwards to say how they really felt when I spoke about these things. One other thing that the youth are doing nowadays, or even adults do it, is called sexting. 
I don't know if the adults here know what sexting is. So the adults don't know what sexting is. But the young people know what sexting is. Do the young people know what sexting is? (laughs) Pastor Vimpo is asking how do you spell sexting? (laughs) So... So I'm going to go straight and define sexting. So sexting is sending of sexually explicit photos or texts through one's mobile phone to friends or potential suitors. So when people use their mobile phones to send pictures to other people, nude pictures, or even text, sexually explicit text, it's called sexting. And that's one of the huge things young people are doing now. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.29 Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. So, as against what we are using our mobile phones for, This is what the Bible says we should be using our mobile phones for. And I have received sexts before. Yeah, Nanama. (laughs) I have. And it's, it's alarming how everybody sees it and thinks it's okay. That's, and I know that all the young people here who have mobile phones, have received something sexually explicit before. I will not be surprised if that's true. So, let's also talk about predators on the internet. Now, the internet is the way many people meet other people that they do not know, right? So when people don't know people, anybody, they have been so at this point let me tell you a story about something somebody tried to do so he did what we call a social media experiment now in this social media experiment he tried to determine what will happen if he faked as someone else and then tried to get a young person to meet him somewhere it didn't take very long so he tried it first on three young women and then he tried it first on three young men. Now the, the women that he, the, the girls that he did it with were 12, 13 and 14. I'm sure some of you have seen the video before, right? So 12, 13 and 14, he tried to chat with them on Facebook. So he just friended them on Facebook and then he tried to chat with them four hours he was able to meet all three girls. He just texted his address, or they texted their address to him, then he went over to their house. Now, he had arranged it with his, their parents. So, when that happened, their parents said, oh, my daughter won't do that. All three were hit. Their, their children got to meet, and the parents were really, really upset. Some of them even cried. Then he gave the video to the parents of the boys he went to speak to. So he gave them the video and said, I'm going to use your sons as a test case. So he gave them the video. They showed it to their sons. 
and then he tried to chat with them. One of the boys, within 12 hours, the fact that he, um, there was a, he, he, he faked that he was a girl and that he wanted to meet up with the boy. Within 12 hours, the boy was meeting up with him. You think that's an American story. A few weeks ago, a girl did the same thing in Ghana. In, she left her car, she's 14 years old, and went to Kufuridia. Now she met, went to meet a guy she had been chatting on Facebook with. She did not know him. And what happened to the girl? She was gang raped by about six men. She couldn't find her way back to Accra. Somebody found her, sent her to the hospital and brought her home. This is someone's 14 year old daughter. So, sometimes you think it's fun when you chat with, I've, I've chatted with people I don't know countless times. But, this is what could happen to young people who are naive. It could even happen to adults. There are so many stories about it, but we can't get into that now. So this is something we must always keep in mind. The internet is like we think it is. There's pornography, there's sexting, there are predators on the internet. And how many of you know what pedophilia is? Okay, so the children don't know what pedophilia is and the adults know. So the score is 1-1 one, one now. Um, so pedophilia is when adults are interested in having sex with children. I don't even understand how, but it's supposed to be a medical condition of a sort. A mental... <laughs> well, yes, it's a demon condition. Now... That's what the world has made it to seem, actually. Oh yes, it's a crime. Yes, it's a crime. But child pornography is, is the child pornography is actually more expensive than regular pornography on the internet because people are looking for it. Okay. Pornography and all the likes leads to addiction. Who does not know what addiction is? I'm not talking about drug addiction. So there's internet addiction. Now, when you're addicted to the internet and addicted to pornography, what does it lead to? Can somebody tell me? I want one of the youth to tell me what it leads to. It leads to um, masturbation. Right. So it leads to masturbation. And masturbation is a habit that is killing people today. Now, someone described it as this. He said that there's a physical dimension to habits and there's a spiritual dimension. Now, you would think that it's okay. But then you have just opened the door to the devil to come into your life. And when that continues for a while, 
I don't know how you, how you are going to get out of it without coming to God. Okay? Now, it's always important to realize that addiction to the internet is also something that is crazy in this world now. How many of you see that sometimes you get to a place, you are, maybe, I don't know, you are out, and there are a group of friends sitting together, and they are not talking to each other? Because they are all on their mobile phones. And some of us do it. That's addiction. Because you, you, you can't, you have to be holding it in your hand. You have to be talking to somebody. There's nothing happening anywhere, but you have to check your Facebook or your Instagram or this or that. You have to send a message to somebody and there are people right around you. And people do it in church. All the time. I've had the opportunity to ask people to put their phones down in church. Young people. Because we have become so addicted to these things. And that is one of the things that's killing us today. Cyberbullying. I'm sure parents don't know what cyberbullying is. So cyberbullying is when you... So normally it involves minors. So it's when a child or a teen is tormented, threatened, harassed, humiliated, embarrassed, or otherwise targeted by another child or teen using the internet. It has to involve. Now sometimes we think that, oh, we just posted a funny picture of my friend or said, said something funny about somebody on Facebook or it's all part of cyberbullying. Once it is not something nice that you see, that is wholesome, it is cyberbullying. If there are rumors too, you know people lie about people on the internet, it's also cyberbullying. If it involves adults, it's something else. But I'm talking about this in respect to young people especially. Now, I said this to the junior youth, that the Bible says, someone quoted it for me in the audience. It says, be kind to one another. I think sometimes we forget some of these things that the Bible says. It says, be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So every time you have to say something about someone, somewhere, anywhere, remember this. Be kind. And Ephesians 4.29 also talks about it, that don't let your language be abusive. So sometimes we pick up these things from what people have said, where they have said it, over the internet, and we try to use it. Don't let your language be abusive. Sometimes when you see the things that people put on their WhatsApp DP, especially young people, their display picture, it's amazing. I'm surprised where they get all these vulgar language from. So, this is social media. We've talked about it a little, but um, I just want to mention a few things here. I'll need somebody to look at this.
How many of you use WhatsApp? Nobody's hand is up. <laughs> so, yeah. This happens all the time. I asked the young, the junior youth that, does it happen that you go, you know, as soon as you get home, you are looking for your mobile phone. And everybody said, yeah, that's what they do. Because they can't take it to school most of the time, when they get home, that's all they are looking for. And some people are constantly on WhatsApp. They are always online. How many of you know people like that? Some of us are also like that, right? Always online. If you are always online, it means that your Bible is suffering. It means that your books are suffering. Okay? Now, I want somebody in the parents to read this for me. So please, can we have the mic here? Can somebody attempt to read it? I'm sure the person is still trying to figure it out. (laughs) Because this doesn't make sense. Now this is actually a message that someone sent to his friend. So the junior youth, they were able to read it. They were able to tell me what this was and what it meant. And then I asked them a question, which is the same question I'm going to ask us now. How do we spell the word time? T-I-M-E. How is time spelled here? So I asked them why they do that. Why they type like this. And someone said, oh, they have to save time. So I asked them this question. How much time do you save in typing time like this? Please, if you are doing this, I think honestly that you should stop. If you message me like this, I will not respond. Because I do not understand what you are saying. So, because what, what happens is, you will forget how the original word is spelled. And when you actually need the original word, you will not be able to spell it. Today somebody was telling me how she forgot to spell the word there. T-H-E. And she had to ask somebody to remind her. Now, I'm also going to... How many of us know... So, we have short SMS messaging, okay? And they have w- short words like LOL. On Sunday, Antikoko was asking me what LOL meant. <laughs> she said she had seen it so many times, but she didn't know what it meant. So what does LOL mean? Okay. What does R-O-T-F-L mean? So these are short things. (laughs) 
So these are short um, abbreviations that people use to say what they want to say. Okay? I think it's okay. But you must know also that people have become smarter. Young people have become smarter. Now there's, a, there's something they call POS, parents of a shoulder. So I'm going to show, oh, you know it. So I'm going to show you some of the POS language. And then you try and guess what it is. So NIFOC, NIFOC, PIR, anybody? No, I want parents only. Code 9, 99, 420, POS. I already gave POS away. POS is parents of our shoulder. DOC. So these are things that young people use. Now it's a whole string of many things. We just selected a few to show you. You'll be surprised what these actually mean. Now, there are things that young people now use to hide from their parents what they are actually saying. Okay, so so she's chatting with her friend. And then the parent is over the shoulder. Or the parent is in the room. Then we just put POS. If the parent sees it, they won't understand. As far as I know, POS means point of sale. (laughs) So they will not understand what POS is. But these are what these ones mean. So, code 9 means parents watching. Code 99 means parents gone. 420 is the code for marijuana. DOC is drug of choice. So these are how young people are, and there are so, so many of them. Actually, BBC did an article on this, and it was on the news. Because it was amazing how young people are communicating nowadays. So they've upgraded from LOL, ROTFL to coding everything they say. So this is one of the things we need to look out for all the time. We need to stop using it, those of us who are doing that. And then... Look out for this from people who are doing it as well. Young people who are doing it. Now, one of the things I always say is, this is social media, right? This is social media stuff. Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp. This is the new one. What is this? So, the parents don't know this. They Snapchat. I have never used Snapchat, but I know how it works. And people are on Snapchat 24 hours. I wanted to say something about this earlier, but I'll say it now. Snapchat helps people follow you, right? So wherever you go, people actually know that you are here. You are doing this. Twitter makes people follow you as well, because... You can actually go on and search for a hashtag. I'm sorry for those of you who do not understand. But you can actually go and search for, like maybe 
I can put hash CFCC, meaning that I am here now. And then somebody can go and search for people who have that hashtag CFCC. And they will find the people who are here. So it means that somebody can actually follow you without your knowledge. Now the question I always ask is, who are you following? Because I think the Bible makes it clear who we should follow, right? So the Bible makes it clear that follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Paul said this. says, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Follow Christ. So we have friends on Facebook. We have friends on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and so many others. Google Plus. And we know that these people have nothing good to offer us because they are not following Christ's example. Half of them, we don't know them. We see that they are posting things that are not good and yet we still keep them as friends we still follow them we still like their pictures and we really need to watch this so this is the this is the theme scripture if you don't know it's going to read it but i also want to say that this is what i always use So it says that what? If you can't see Jesus in me, do not follow me too closely. So this should be something a lot of us should use all the time. If you are following somebody, it it surprises me. All these musicians we follow on the internet, I wonder how helpful... That is to us and to our Christianity. When you see some profiles of people, you see the things they have liked on the internet, the people they follow, it's surprising. Let's go back and look at these things clearly and take these unnecessary things out of our lives. So, I want us to talk a little about movies and series now. How many of us do not watch movies? We don't watch movies at all. So that's like four people maximum. I I thought there would be more actually. So we don't watch movies. We all watch movies. A lot of us watch movies. And now there are so many things in the movies that make it unbelievable. I want us to show I want to show us something. So subliminal messages. How many of the how who knows what subliminal messages are? Yeah, no, no, the mic can't get to you. Subliminal messages. So the study of subliminal messages started with 
companies trying to sell their goods. So maybe like a McDonald's or especially the eating companies, they want to be able to sell their, their stuff. So they, they put messages, they add music to their adverts. So the music has a catchy tune, right? Or they say something really nice in their adverts. Or put something in their adverts that makes it easy for you to associate with them. Then all of a sudden you see that you're either buying a Nike shoe or you are going to buy McDonald's or KFC or something, right? Now this is what they are putting into movies too nowadays. So all the things that we know that are not good, okay, they have found a way to put them into movies and series and all these things that we watch on TV and they are selling them to us. So we are getting it perfectly. Now, this is the definition of what subliminal messages are. It says, communication below the threshold of sensation or consciousness. Perceived by or affecting someone's mind without their being aware of it. So, it's getting to us. The messages are getting to us. We are liking it. We are buying it. But we don't even know it. We don't know that these things are getting to us. It works with this deception that it is normal. So they want to sell you something. So I'll talk about a few things that they have sold to us in movies and, and, and music and series. But this is the deception it works with. That it's normal. That everybody does it. Everybody is doing it. So it's okay. So, first I want to ask this question. Um, okay. So, let me just show you this before we talk about the things that they are doing. This is the map of the world, right? The red, the countries in red are the places where pornography is, I said pornography, sorry, homosexuality is against the law. Sorry. There are laws against porno- uh, sorry, homosexuality. So in all the countries that you see in grey, they don't have laws against homosexuality. Now, let's look at where Ghana is. So this is Ghana and there is Togo. All the countries apart from Ghana and Togo, they do not have laws against homosexuality. Now we see from the outside all these countries they've accepted homosexuality as a way of life. And it's creeping in gradually. It's only parts of Africa and the Middle East. So this is one of the things that is being sold to us. Homosexuality. Who can tell me what this means? Sorry, this. Who knows what this is? 
If I ask the adults, what would they say? Colors. It's the rainbow, right? It's the rainbow. So, this is something else that is being sold to us. The rainbow as we know it from the Bible in Genesis has been taken and is being used for LGBT. We know what LGBT is, right? Lesbians, gay, bisexuals, transsexuals. So, that's what it is. It's being used as a symbol for them. So, if you see this on somebody's bag or tattooed on the person, don't think it's the rainbow. Yes, they put it on their belts. Please don't go and buy a belt and make it like this. Everybody will think you are part of the LGBT community. They call them, they, they, um, uh, Willie was telling me that they, 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 they see them as a minority race. Just like in America, they see blacks as a minority in some parts. They see the LGBT community as an entire race of people. And that's what's being sold to us in movies. I'm going to mention some movies and series and stuff that we've been watching that we know are wrong, but we like them because this is being sold to us in them. So incest. How many of us know Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. The truth. No, Osofo, don't worry. They know it. They are just pretending. <laughs> So Game of Thrones, the truth is that there's a lot of incest that happens in Game of Thrones. Is that true? They know it and yet we watch it because they are selling it to us and we are accepting it. We are accepting it that it's okay. It's normal. Everybody is doing it. It's just a movie. But it's not just a movie. The devil is selling it to us in the movies. Vulgarity. How many of us have seen this movie? Grace Anatomy. Sorry, I didn't say Grace Anatomy. Um, Nanama, what is it? Fifty Shades of Grey. How many of us have read the book? There's a lot of vulgarity in it. Am I right? It's very, very vulgar. And somebody was telling me, and there's a movie, there are books, right? I think that there are books, and people have read it. People in this church have read it. People have watched the movie. Actually, I was speaking to a 20-year-old the week that the movie was released in Ghana. And she was over the moon. She was going to watch it with her friend in the cinema. The entire movie is about, I, how do I put it? It's about obscene sexual behaviors. 
That's all the movie is about. So I've told you, there's no need for anybody to go and watch it now. And that is also being sold to us in movies. We know what being transgender means. So that's when a man says he doesn't want to be a man, so he does an operation to become a woman. And a woman does an operation to become a man. It's all... I don't know, it doesn't make sense. I don't know if it makes sense to anybody. And that is also being sold to us. That is also made to seem like it's okay, it's normal. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you when you do that. And that we should all accept it and embrace them and be happy people. But that's wrong. That's also being sold to us. And we are buying it. Drug use. They make hard drugs look like it is good. Right? People go around telling... Young people, you've heard it, that we makes you smart. Where did you hear it from? It's in the movies. I went to my mother's village with a young girl of 20 years old. She said she was looking for we. She wants to see, the, she hears it goes wildly. She wants to find where it goes. What's the point of all that? Because she feels that it's good. Witchcraft. Now, the thing with witchcraft is that I think naturally young people are attracted to things that are supernatural, right? So, they accept all the witchcraft they see in movies and we also do it as grown-ups. Let me name some of them. The originals. How many of you have seen the originals? Vampire Diaries Harry Potter So we see these things we know it is satanic we know it is witchcraft and yet we like it we watch it So during the junior youth camp, I asked them a question. How many of us know that vampires are evil? They are from the devil. Then they all raised their hands. Then I asked them about this movie, um, Twilight. There's a movie called Twilight. How many of us have watched the movie? They all raised their hands up. And how many of us think that there can be good vampires? Vampires are not... And they all raise their hands up again. But I just asked you the question, how many of us think that vampires are evil? And you said, it's because the movie has sold it to them that vampires are okay. So if you meet somebody who says he's a vampire, it's normal.
I, we think it's funny at a point, but it's a way that it is being sold to us. We are accepting it. We are thinking that it's okay. So we, I look, we, we skipped something I wanted to refer to. That we are normalizing madness. Psychopathic behavior is madness, actually. We are normalizing it. We are making it look okay. We are making it look acceptable by engaging in all these things. We are making it look fine. But that's not what we are supposed to be doing as Christians. The Bible says, actually, in Isaiah 5.20, can we all read this scripture? Let's read it together. And light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? So what is the scripture telling us here? That woe to us because we accept these things as okay. We don't call them out. We don't say this is wrong. We engage in it as normal. We call evil good. Now when I heard the scripture the first time here in church, it was Reverend Ansa who read the scripture to us. I was very alarmed. Because I tried to recount the times I may have accepted something evil as if it was good. As if it was normal. As if everybody does it so it's okay. Now we talked about so many things. But we also need to look at the fact that if we have been involved in these things or if we are tempted by these things, we need to find a way out. We talked about internet use, social media use, movies, series, and maybe you are wondering how can we get out of these things. What I know is that you need to want to get out before you can. If you don't want to, we will go back and do much worse than we have done before. So, we need to want to get out. We need to want to please God before we can actually set about doing that. We need to run away from temptation. Somebody should read for us what it actually says in Second Timothy 2.22. Second Timothy 2.22. Who is reading? This is a presentation. It's not a sermon. So we won't have the scriptures displaying like normal. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 22 Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, 
peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Amen. It says we should flee, we should run away. We shouldn't joke with it. So this picture shows a man, he's jumping over a hurdle. He's running for his life. Right? That is what God wants us to do when it comes to all these temptations. God's grace is sufficient for us when we get tempted. We must always remember that. And it says here in Second Corinthians, my grace is sufficient for you. Don't think that all, lose, all hope is lost, as it were. Because that is what the devil makes us think. He clouds our thinking with fear to make us think that we can't do the right thing. We can't go for the... But God says in his word that what? He has not given us the spirit of fear. Right? Who can tell us where that scripture is? I'm sure my students are saying that you brought your faith with these things here again. Who can tell us where that scripture is? Oh, just say it out loud. You don't need a mic. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Sorry? So, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The power is to do what is right. So don't be deceived that you can't do what is right. That you can't get over this. Don't be deceived. That's the devil's voice. You can get past it. You can be free. You can stop being addicted to your phone. You can stop watching pornography. What does... What does it take to stop doing these things? We have to make active steps towards it. Okay? If we don't make active steps towards it, it will become a problem to us. The Bible says, Romans 13, 13 and 14, Let us behave properly as in the day. Not in carousing and drunkenness. Not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality. Not in strife and jealousy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Make no provision. I mentioned how young people get introduced to pornography. And that is at a very young age. It is not because they intentionally want pornography, but they find it somehow. Because the world is flooded with it. Okay? But if you stop it and make, if you make provision for it, you will always be involved in it. I shared my personal experience with the junior youth. That I saw pornography at a very young age. In my father's house. And what did I do? At a point, I said to myself that I can't live like this. 
I actually chanced upon my cousin with the same pornographic material that I found. I was alarmed. So what did I do? I grabbed it, went to find fire, and I burnt it. That was a dirty magazine. But now, how many young people have actually seen a dirty magazine before? I don't think they exist anymore. Because it's all over the internet. And it's free. You see? So, you need to, if you have, if you have these things on your phone, if you have it on your computers, you need to delete them. I don't mean delete into the recycle bin. I mean shift delete. Delete it and let it go forever. And make no space for it again on your computer or on your phone. When I was looking at the statistics of the pornography, I was very disturbed. Because it's the world thinks pornography is okay. So they sell that to us. The world thinks masturbation is fine. So they sell that to us. I was talking to a young American who said that she went to see a therapist because she has a masturbation problem. Now this is a 16 year old. And the therapist told her that it's normal. Now this is the therapy that was given to her. That she should continue doing it. She went to the therapist because it was a problem. She wanted to stop. And the therapist said she should continue doing it. So, I want to show us a few tools that can help us filter our computers, filter our phones. And there are two types of tools, okay? One is an accountability tool. And the other one is, the other ones are filtering tools. So, the accountability tool works like this. You have to be accountable to somebody. So I put here that you need to talk to someone who will help you. Someone who will help you is not just anybody. Someone who is a Christian, who is, excuse me, who is spirit filled, who you know will help you, not your friend, who is struggling with the same thing that you are struggling with. Now, this is, when we talk, I said this before with the junior youth, when we talk about the dangers of the internet and the bad things that happen on the internet, we do not talk about it as if it's good for adults but bad for children. It's bad for everybody. People should not be involved in it. So, we will look at accountability tools and 
I know that we all have access to the internet. You can search for it. You can see how to use it. Some of them are paid for. Some of them are free. The free ones and the paid for ones work as good. There are some that are advanced level where you can stop it in your router. So you won't even get it. You don't even need to install anything. But that's technical. It's for the IT people. So I didn't talk about that here. So the accountability software, I wrote this for adults and then the internet content filtering for children. The accountability software runs in the background of your computer and it reports on your internet usage on a regular basis. It cannot be deactivated without your partner's knowledge. Now your partner is the person that you are accountable to. So it's not just anybody. It is someone who will help you. Okay? It's not just your friend. But someone who will help you. It does not prevent questionable web surfing. But it flags it. Now, we wrote this for adults because... When... What it does is, I'll show you what it does um, in a few minutes, so I'll tell you when I show you. Now, the internet content filtering blocks unwanted content. It works for both computers, it works for phones as well. There are so many different ones, but we brought, I brought, I, we put a few of them on some papers for you to see. So you can go online, look for them, install them, you can Go through Play Store. Those of you who use iPhones, Blackberries, you can also find those things and install them on your phones. They work different ways. Some of them um, create a new browser. That kind of browser, you cannot find what the internet calls adult content in it. You can't search for stuff like that. It flags it so you can't have access to it. So these are helpful tools, physical helpful tools that we can use as well. Now, I also like this thing very much. Um, I just wanted to show it to you. It's not on the paper, but those of you who can do it, it's a Google Chrome extension. I, I use Google Chrome a lot. So if you use Google Chrome a lot like me, get this Google Chrome extension that is called Adult Blocker. It blocks what the internet terms as adult content. So adult content is, so it blocks anything that is rated above 18 or pornography websites. It just blocks it. So if you have it on your computer at home and your kids use Chrome, they will not be able to have access to any pornographic stuff. So a lot of these things are passworded. Now, what I want us to do is, I want us to take the tools, use them, and provide feedback. The feedback will help other people know how to install them. So Andy and I were discussing about creating a blog. Maybe we'll share that one later. And then have people who have used the tools comment on how they work. 
So I want to just mention two of them and we'll see how they work. Now there's one that's very popular. These two are actually created by Christian Christian churches websites. This one is called Covenant Eyes. Now Covenant Eyes is not free. Okay? But it works very well. It works um, as an accountability software and also as a fil- web content filter. So you are able to use the accountability side. You are able to use it on your mobile phone, Android, iPhone, Blackberry, whatever mobile phone you use, you can use Covenant Eyes on it. And if your phone is a smartphone, sorry, it doesn't do yams. So, Covenant Eyes is very, I'll show you how that gives out the accountability, how the accountability actually works. And then there's X3 Watch. X3 Watch is free, but it works just like Covenant Eyes. So you see on the sheets, those ones that are free and those ones that are paid for. Covenant Eyes works like this. Um, so it gives, it says, the following report reflects it's an internet activity for, the name is COVID, between this date and that date. Then it shows the score. So it has a level of score in it to know whether it's not good or not. So it's not that it's going to block the, if you are using it as an accountability software, it's not going to block the site. But whoever you are partnered with will get it. So the person will see all the sites that you've been visiting. If you deactivate the application, the person will get the message that you have deactivated the application. So it works on your mobile phone as well. So it, it shows the websites that you have visited. And then it grades them. And then a number of hits and also it, it explains to you how the application works. And then you'll be able to use it. Like I mentioned, X3 Watch, X3 Watch is free. It's done by a church called, it's a website, it's not actually a church, it's Triple X Church. And that also is created by Christians to guard against pornography and adult content on the internet. There are a number of them, you can actually go out, find them and try them. Now, if you can install more than one. It's not like an antivirus that you'll be endangering your computer by having just having two or three. But you can install more than one. It will not harm your computer. It will help you. Um, this is what you have received. Um, so it shows you whether it's an accountability software. These ones are for mobile phones. We blocker, shield my team, parental control and app lock. They all do filtering. It works on computers for some. These ones don't work on computers. And then these ones work for phones. This one doesn't work for phones. These ones are paid and these ones are free. So go out and try these things. If you want to stop viewing pornography and all those things this is a very good it will help you 
in your quest. Now, at this point, I'm going to hand the mic over to Reverend Dennis. And we are going to pray. I just want to say this quickly before we do that. It's important that you search your heart. Okay? And identify that God is out to help you and to save you. So, you need to free yourself from this. But God ultimately is the one who will free you. If you don't accept it that way, you will never be free. Only God can save you. So, thank you very much. And I think we should just be on our feet as we pray. Praise the Lord. I don't know what to say. Because um, the worst thing I've gotten on my email is somebody introducing himself or, well, most of the time herself, wanting to befriend me. It comes very often. And the only thing I would do is as soon as I see it, I delete it. But it looks to me as if most of us become very curious and we move into encouraging such things. Do you know Jesus is coming? I'm so afraid the number of people who will be left behind. Let me tell you, when you do these things and you end up in hell, Pastor Bimpon said something today to some people that we met with. He said, if they put you behind bars in this life, somebody will be made to bail you. When you are put in hell, who qualifies to take you? I'm begging you. I mean, God will deliver you, but some serious decisions ought to be taken tonight. Because I'm, these things that were mentioned, I mean, I am totally ignorant the reason is because I've set my heart not to you know when, when, I, when I heard this I was up there and today I was thinking and I said why because before these things came into the world the bible was still there why don't we spend time because we say that is the word of God why don't we make time for it than to try things such as this. Tonight, 
I don't know how God would do it. But if you need help, you must seek for help now. Hallelujah. Joshua, as he was mentioning, you seem to know everything. It's okay, I'm not here to condemn you. But it has to be broken off from your life. Hallelujah. The consequences you don't know. That's the matter. The consequences, that one I know. Because Bible, which is old, the word of God, has already catered for it. Those who do such things will not enter the kingdom of God. Bible has stated it. Probably you didn't know. But now you are a Christian. And this thing has gotten hooked on you. You need help. Joshua when he was talking. I mean there was, a, there was one of the things that he was showing us. The computer with the small boy. You all saw that. And if you saw what was behind it. It was a snake. With a two thing like that. I mean as much as it's an image. May I tell you that that's how it is spiritually. Hallelujah. So you are being affected in your mind, in your soul. And I tell you, let me be honest with you. No matter the tongue you speak, you will not go to heaven. Tonight, I didn't know that this is what really was going to be a matter for us. I really didn't know. But we are going to cry to God. In a short moment of time. I'm, I don't know how even to go about it. Because I'm just blown. I mean, I was sitting, I wish you could see my I was just off. What? I thank God that I don't know these things. And I don't care to know them. Praise the Lord. Tonight you want to make a covenant with God. That I want to be out. Of this deep hot water I find myself in. God can help you. Hallelujah. Bow your heads for a moment. You know. There's going to be a mass help from the Lord. He's going to help us. It's not... The number of people, the power of God is able to deliver. Maybe you are here. You can even be an adult. The issue is not, don't let Satan tell you, you cannot expose yourself. It's a lie of the devil. God will judge you if you allow Satan to succeed with that. I believe with all my heart that God wants to set some people free about this matter that we have come to know. You want to be prayed for. You just walk to the front here and God will help you out. You don't need to wait for somebody to move before you move. Just walk down here and say, Pastor Dennis, I'm one of those people who are in this hot water.
just walk down here I'm not going to be appealing for too long you need help walk out here I won't beg you it is your life if Jesus decides to come tonight you will not make it don't be afraid don't be ashamed some of you were exposed to these things ignorantly when you didn't know I mean then you got it you want to come out quickly so that we can pray for you these things can go by prayer and by the power of God who is going to step out or because you had the camp you were delivered it's a serious matter I'm going to do my last appealing please I didn't want to sugarcoat anything. That's why I didn't make it some. I wanted to tell it just as it is. But you're here and you say, Pastor Dennis, I need help. Would you please walk out to this place and you'll be helped. Okay. You don't want to be helped. I'll tell the Holy Spirit to whip you tonight. That's what you want. And you go on your bed And the Lord jumps you And he takes you out of your body And tells you that the thing that you were watching Is the way you want it Young people Those of you who Are so helpless That when you see these things You cannot let go Until you have finished watching them would you please walk out here? You, we want to help you because this is so sad. We want to help you. Who is going to do that quickly? You are all shy? Okay. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the provision by your word. You said we are in the world But not of the world In the name of Jesus We come to you tonight Lord the God of this world Has darkened the hearts And the minds Of some of our people I present them to you tonight by the exposition 